Episode 44 of the Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. And tonight we have our guest host back with us, Dave Sipon. Say hi, Dave. Hey, everybody. And I think we'll start off like we always do with releases of the week. Releases of the week. (laughs) First movie on our list is Welcome to the Punch. Okay, and what's that one about? Three years ago, master criminal Jacob Sternwood, played by Mark Strong, Escaped London during a daring robbery and theft, Detective Mac Lewinsky, who was played by James McAvoy, physically and emotionally are scared. When they fall, when they, when a, when a failed heist puts Sternwood in a, wow, this is a really bad movie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even going to go on. You want me to give it a shot? Yeah. Okay. Three years ago, master criminal Jacob Sternwood played by Mark Strong, uh, the bad guy from Sherlock Holmes in Zero Dyke 30. Mm-hmm. He escaped London during a daring robbery that left Detective Max Lewinsky, played by James McAvoy, who's Professor X from X-Men First Class and also wanted. He leaves him physically and emotionally scarred. When a failed heist puts Sternwood's son in the hospital, the fugitive is forced to come out of hiding giving Max his second chance to get the one criminal that got away. But as Max returns to the pursuit of his arch nemesis, he begins to uncover evidence that a vast conspiracy that may put him in even greater danger than his personal vendetta. Dun-dun-dun. So, that's it. Okay. So basically, it's one of those movies where the bad guy comes out of retirement to find out who hurt his son, and the cop who tried jailing him it goes after him, and during all that, you figure maybe things aren't always what they seem. Oh. Now, from the trailer, I did not get that at all. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> okay, what else came out? Next on our list is Super Friends, A Dangerous Fate. Season 5 came out today. So, it's basically the old 70s cartoon. Yes. Shape of a giant eagle. Form of a bucket of water. <laughs> eek, 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 eek. Yeah, so if you miss the Wonder Twins and Gleek, they're back. Gleek! Awesome. <laughs> yeah. As a kid, okay, it's fine, but as an adult, no. There's no, no way. Come on, there's no way that duo should even be a superhero. She would okay. Oh yeah, right. No, no, have, I mean she could I sh- thought you mean watchability of the of the Oh of I don't the think DVD. That, I don't think you have that either. Okay. That. Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice. <laughs> Gee Robin oh, I'm going to save the day. I just kind of like those two, the Wonder Twins, mm-hmm. even though they did have a brief cameo, at least story episode in Smallville, which was nice. Yeah. But it wasn't like they had superpowers. But she can only form of a giant eagle or a gorilla. Well, actually, her ability was animals. Right. And his, 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 his bell was ice or water, or aquatic. Okay, so... 
basically say thick water, yeah. ice or water, either yeah. hard water or soft water. <laughs> <laughs> but her thing, though, even though she could do any animal, she only used the eagle, yeah. and that was to fly his watery ass in a pal to point A from point B. Yeah. Or Well, it's a lot lighter than actually carrying him. Well, she also had to carry the monkey, because Gleek was on her back. Yeah. It was a shape of a giant eagle. And Gleek would already have the bucket ready for the other guy to jump in. Yeah. And she'd pick it up and he'd up on the back and go, they fly off. But I think the only other character I've ever seen her use was a gorilla. Uh, she did use a tiger once. She's once? Yeah. Oh, it must have been a season. It must be that lost episode of season <laughs> six. Which gets me so weird because I can't believe it actually lasted five seasons. Like I'm a huge Josie and the Pussycats fan. Yeah. I remember seeing her all the time. There's Josie and the Pussycats and Josie and the Pussycats in Outer Space. Yeah. I think total there was like 30 episodes. Really? Total. And I used to see those all the time. Like, how bad was my memory as a kid going, oh, look, it's Josie and the Pussycats. After the 31st time, I'm seeing them all over again. I'm still going, oh, look, it's Josie and the Pussycats. That's not really that's not really, a really good barometer to go against because after this show, you'll forget whatever you said. Did you like the live action movie? <laughs> Actually, I did. I thought it was a cute movie. All the girls were cute. I wasn't expecting, like, any kind of major... Because I don't even think it was even theaters. I think it kind of was like, a, hey, we're making a Josie and the Pussycats movie. And next thing you know, bam, it's, it's, on DVD. it's on DVD. And I was like, I thought the cast was perfect. Uh, Tara Reid yeah. as Melody. Jennifer, Jennifer uh, is it? Rachel Lee Cook. Rachel Lee Cook. I, don't know, I'm say, I always get her and Jennifer Jason Lee mixed up for some reason. I guess yeah. that's the three-name thing. Yeah. But she's Josie. Gina Torres is... Uh... Can't think of the, the other character. The, the it was really Gina Torres. I thought it was. Yeah, because Gina, Gina Torres was kind of. I know you don't have Josie and the Pussycats in your collection, do you? Yes, I do. You do? Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. Of course I do. Sean's going to the DVD collection. <laughs> Did you watch Super Friends Day? That while he's while he's looking for it. Yeah, okay. I used to watch Super Friends a lot as a kid. Now, did you like the ones with the Wonder Twins? Yes, I did actually. Now, how would you like the ones with uh, Wonder Dog and? Uh, oh, I hated those. <laughs> just Wendy felt cheap. and. Yeah, it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. Keep going. All right. <laughs> the audience is missing what a view of Sean right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad this is not video. <laughs> Sean, I got a great ass. <laughs> Just knock over the whole case to get the one you need. <laughs> All right, he's back. <clears throat> okay, you have Rachel Lee Cook as Josie, mm-hmm. Tara Reed as Melanie, and you're thinking Rosario Dawson. Wow, I'm not even close. You're not even close. <laughs> But it also has Alan Cummings. Yeah. You know, and Parker Posey, who's my one of my favorite all-time, like, actresses. I just think she's so adorable. You have no idea who I'm talking about, Dave. Yeah. So <laughs> Superman Returns, right? Yeah, she was Lex Luthor's girlfriend. Oh, okay. <laughs> she was also in uh, Blade Trinity. She was the bad guy. Oh. Okay, right. now yeah, it's all coming no, back no, to you yeah, now. Yeah, <sighs> And also Missy Pyle. Is in it too? Yeah. No, I thought it was a fun movie. Seth Green's in it. He is? Yeah. And he's only in a short big in the beginning. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you're right. He plays the that all-boy band. Yes. I, I mean, I thought the movie was fun, cute and all, but, yeah. but anyway, it gets sidetracked on a Josie and the Pussycats. But I'm like, wait, there's five seasons of Super Friends and only, like, not even a full season for Josie and the Pussycats cartoon? It's like my first crushes. There you go. <laughs> Anyway, people what else came were, out? People were into superheroes more than they were into hot chicks with the... But they were hot chicks that were in a band and in space! 
That could still play today. I'm telling you. You throw a hot chick band out in the space, I'm watching it. <laughs> you hear that, Hollywood? <laughs> I'll make that movie. I'm telling you, Josie and the Pussycat sequel, Josie and Pussycats in outer space. Get the same girls. Yeah. Because they all still look the same. Shoot them out in the space. Because Melanie's one who screws up. Of course. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're on a rocket ship solving mysteries and singing tunes. Solving mysteries and singing tunes. Yep. What that do you was want? pretty much it, yeah. I think this was it. it. Not a lot of fluff leaves. And there was Alex, Alexander and Alexandria. Alexandria wanted, you know, she was the bad girl, which is yeah. the reason why I liked her probably the most. Yeah. She had the white skunk stripe in her hair. <laughs> and, you know, she, it was her twin brother, Alex. And they had the little cat, Sebastian. Yeah. And Alexandria always wanted their version of Fred because it was a spinoff of Scooby Doo, so you always kind of had like the same people. Yeah. So they also, you know, wore the ascot. He had the ascot too. Yeah. He was Josie's boyfriend, but Alexandria, I don't even think they were boyfriend and girlfriend. I think that they were kind of, he was like their manager. Yeah, he was like shy. Because it, it was either him or carbon copy, sh- shaggy looking guy, which yeah. was Alexander. You know, and Sebastian was always the feisty cat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love that show. Now I'm just going to go home. And watch. I'm going to actually take this home so I can watch it. And on the DVD, for those people who care, you got the feature commentary with the directors. Backstage pass, behind the scenes featurette, Josie and the Pussycats, Three Small Worlds music video. Ooh, yeah. The Jour's Backdoor Lover music video. The Jour's The Jour Around the World music video. Come on. Three rockin' music videos in this one action-packed comedy bonanza. That's worth the price of the DVD right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the only problem is, though, okay, you so. know what? I'm not taking this movie home to borrow. Because, <laughs> obviously, you got it from some right wing right there at the top. This film has been edited for family on, viewing. It's the only version out. So any good stuff is taken out. So there's what could have possibly been taken out on a TV show that was based on a kid's cartoon? Well, this was a movie. It says here, PG, sensuality and language. So probably all the language probably bleeped out or covered over, like, you know, uh, to, uh, uh, hello, Mr. Falcon kind of thing, you know, mm. Mr. Fletcher. So it's probably all that stuff. Any kind of kissing scene, like, oh, why would I would burn this? It takes the fun out of it. Oh, probably any of the sexual innuendo jokes are probably out of it. Not really. Not really? No. I don't know if I can actually watch this. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> if I, I want my stupid movies, at least be honest stupid movies. <laughs> Look at that, going from the Wonder Twins to Josie and the Pussycats. That's a segue, folks. <laughs> uh, now, now let's segue it back to new releases. Watch this. This movie is so mediocre that I'm surprised they haven't done a Mystery of Science Theater 3000-like commentary for this movie. Speaking Back- of Mystery Science 3000, oh, Mystery you. Science 3000 27 came out today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so you're talking it's basically the 27th uh, box set Yes. for this show. Do you know what movies they have uh, listed? Probably not because they, they never really tell you. Yeah, they don't really tell you what it is. Oh wait, it's like a title include The Slime People, Rocket Attack USA, Village of the Giants, the, and The Deadly Mantis. Yeah, the problem with these sets is that they're not done in order. It's not like, okay, because like, they usually do like three or four movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they throw in a box set, but they don't, they haven't really figured out all the rights yet to all the movies they've done. So what releases, what, what copyrights they have, they just throw together in a set and they toss it out to the public. So you'll never be able to kind of watch them in chronological order unless you get them on bootleg like I do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, uh, unless you acquire it 
from a certain way. So you can watch it from episode one to episode whatever. Yes. If you're that kind of person. So is that it for releases? That is re- it for releases for DVDs. Now, I do want to quick mention it. And, you know, the only because there's all, the only video game that came out this week was Smurf 2 came out. Holy Smurf. Yes. Oh, my God. So if you love the movie that's coming out and you want to play a little bit more and get into <coughs> it, Smurfs 2. So if you, basically, so if you want to play a video game for a movie that's not quite out yet, buy this game? That's right. Okay. All right. Wow. Look at that. So that's our releases of the week. Pretty light. Yes. Pretty late. Uh, next week, I think Oblivion comes out. No, there's some great titles coming out next week. Yes. I'm not going to say which ones, but when I mention them after the show, you're like, really? That's next week? So, I'll give you one. <laughs> Flashpoint's coming out next week. Yeah, I know. Uh. <laughs> like, I look at the same website you do. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, Oblivion comes out. I'm like, yeah, the adult love titles, that's the one you're going to... Well, that's because that's a major motion picture. The Flashpoints are direct to DVD for those people. We were going to talk about that one because yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. But uh, I think also Star Trek Season 4 comes out. Yes. And also... Uh, G.I. Joe, right? Yes. So look, there's your new releases next week, so we might actually even skip it over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to see the future. Whoa! New releases next week at our... Oh, it's going to be G.I. Joe Retaliation. I'm gonna, now I'm just gonna pick like horrible titles. And then, <laughs> I wasn't. I think <laughs> not even bring these ones like, up. Another one's coming to me. Uh, I see. I see Tom Cruise. Um, Oblivion. I think it is. Uh, wait, wait. I've seen a lot of fast motion. Uh, it's that Flashpoint. <laughs> and oh, it's, it's gone. It's left me. <laughs> what happened, Ed? I zoned out for a second. <laughs> <laughs> That must be most of the time because you just talk as <laughs> just, it's just like you go on your tangent. That's yep. right. <laughs> My tangent's great. <laughs> okay, so what's next? So. All right, uh, let's go to nerd news. Nerd news. Now this is going to be a special nerd news because of what? San Diego Comic Con, or for you hip crowds, the SDCC. That's right. SDCC was last week and just ended, and now we're going to find news-related articles with them, and then maybe talk about a few things in the show. Yeah, we'll talk about like some of the big stuff that we may have heard or read. Yes. Okay, so you go first. First is woman suicide attempt mistaken for Comic-Con promotional stunt. Going right out the gate with that one. That's right. Start with this one. This one was, I thought was the most interesting out of all of them. Of course, no, not really, because then now that I'm thinking about the surprise... <laughs> announcements that we heard probably are way better than this story. Let's good start off. Let's start off with imminent death. It's always, it's always downhill from there. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> go from death and go up. Yep. <laughs> they did not mention the woman's name, but apparently they, they were setting up for the uh, Kick Ass Two promotional stunt near this building, and they noticed a woman outside on her balcony, and she was on the outside edge of the balcony itself. Realizing that it wasn't the st- part of the stunt, the stuntman went in, talked to the building manager, went up to the 14th, 14th story, excuse me, 14th story, and surprised her from behind and grabbed her. <laughs> okay, well, I was surprised not the correct phrase I'd use a woman hanging on the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> they gingerly walked up behind her 
And when she wasn't paying attention, the guy wrapped his arms around her to hold her still, yes. while the other two guys like quick grabbed hate harnessing devices and lift her up over the thing. Right. Yeah. Surprise is probably the last thing. He'd be like, "Don't jump!" <laughs> <laughs> Stuntman Amos Carver, Greg Sargent, and Scott Schechter were the saviors. Uh, they're part of the Stunts Nine One One group. That uh, save this woman. Awesome. So, that's kick ass. That's a great. <laughs> Look what you did there. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Anyways, what's next? Next is Robert Orcho responds to Zachary Quinto's Star Trek sh- shooting reveal. He is confirming that yes, they are starting shooting in 2014 for the movie of Star Trek Three. That the, the he's the writer of the uh, movie, and yes, they are finished and ready to go. So it's. All good for next year. Okay, so this kind of, for those people who listen to the show, who obviously know last week, Ed reported that Zachary Quinto basically kind of let the cat out of the bag, that, hey, we're going to be starting to be possibly filming Star Trek Three, whatever mm-hmm. the title is going to be, yeah. Out of the Darkness or Into the Void or, you know, Shoots and Ladders, <laughs> whatever it is, <laughs> you know, that they're going to be starting early in 2014, 2014 yeah. to start filming then. Now, I think that snowballed into your next article, Ed. Right. Rumors force Lucasfilm to respond to possible Abrams' Star Wars 7 departure. A flurry of rumors indicated that J.J. Abrams might be dropping out of Star Wars Episode 7 due to the fast production schedule and Lucasfilm's plan to shoot in England. Is this so true? No! Say it ain't so, Ed! (laughs) According to the news statement from Lucasfilms, it seems that there's no truth to reports of Abrams' unrest to start production in early 2014. And there's a quote here. Yes. There's no truth to the rumor. Period. J.J. is having a great time working on the script and looking forward to going into production next year. I think that when that article about the Zachary Quinto came out, yeah. I think people were assuming because the new Star Wars movie, Episode 7, is supposed to come out in 2015. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I think people were, were thinking that Abrams is like, he wasn't happy with the production schedule because he couldn't have his wife and his kids or, or whatever the situation was from the article that I read, was that he couldn't have his family with him to do... It was, like a schedule conflict, and that's why he was kind of grumbling about it. Right, and they're also... They're shooting... The other part of the rumor was they wanted to shoot the uh, film in the United States, but they're going to do it in the historic Pinewood studio. That was another rumor? Yes. That yeah. Was, that was part of it, was basically, like, he wanted to shoot in the U.S. because I think that's where they're shooting Star Trek, and he didn't want to go... Oh, okay. yeah. So it was kind of like I can drive across the street, do this movie, and go across the street to do that. Movie. Exactly. I think he'll probably just focus on Star Trek, and then from there go to Star, Star Wars. Wars. I don't right. see maybe answering some general questions, but but I think that Zachary Quinto saying that made everyone start to assume because this is the internet, and right. everyone everyone thinks they know something better than somebody else. And like I heard from my sister's cousin's brother, uncle, that J.J. Abrams isn't going to be doing Star Trek Seven. Yeah, yeah, and people buy into that. Yeah, so yeah. so I think that that's kind of like <laughs> Lucasfilm's like, whoa, that's not true. Kind of thing. like, yes, they're doing Star Trek, but he's also doing Star Wars. He's up. We know what we're doing. At least I hope so. Okay, so what's the next story out there, right? The next story, Marvel Movie Guru explains what's up with Diesel, Quicksilver, and Strange. Okay, okay, so what's up with Diesel? I'm just going to paraphrase this very long article, but I will post this online so everybody can read it. Uh, I'll start off with the the Vin Diesel. Basically, they had a press junket of the Captain American 2 movie. And while they were talking, they were asking about Vin Diesel, what's up with him. Because apparently rumors were streaming around the internet about him. Wait, rumors on the internet? Say it ain't so. (laughs) The internet's full of truth and puppy dogs and unicorns and rainbows. 
So the the guy who was running the press junket saying, "Oh, really? We're having the we're actually talking to him at three p.m. today during this press junket." So they were waiting around and waiting to see what happened. Was this press junket at the San Diego Comic Con? No, this was at the. Okay, uh, so it was Captain a couple weeks ago. Yeah, a couple okay. weeks ago, the Captain America two. Okay. Shooting. Mm-hmm. Basically, all he said was that Vin Diesel was a very nice guy and he has an amazing personality. That's all he wanted to say about Vin. So okay. whether what he's going to be in any movies. We don't know. They did go on about Doctor Strange in terms of that he is, his storyline is very interesting. It's a very departure from every other Marvel story, and that's all they're going to say about it. <laughs> which is which is so basically, basically saying nothing. It, exactly, say it nothing. <laughs> because wait, Doctor Strange is all about mysticism and outer world stuff, and boy, we, we won't tell you much. But we can tell you it's very different from everything else you might have seen. Yeah, well, no shit. Because so far in Iron Man, Captain America, we haven't seen any mystical stuff. Because right. they've completely screwed over the Mandarin for Iron Man 3. Yeah. You know, so no mysticism yet. But with Strange, hopefully there will be. Any idea who they have? Well, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. They gave you nothing. They gave you nothing. The, the only one that they did give you on was Quicksilver, was the fact is is that he is, yes, going to be both in X-Men Days of Future Past and, and in Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. So he's going to be in both movies. Is the same character going to play him? They don't know. They didn't say that. No, so, but they said they're, they're, they worked out the contracts so that this character could be in both movies. Okay, so, again, he didn't tell you anything. Right. It was basically, everyone knew that Quicksilver was in both movies. The question was, is it going to be the same actor? And he went, no, no, I'm just here. I'm just here to announce that Quicksilver will be both in Avengers 2 and in X-Men Days of Future Past. That is all. And everyone, what about the actors? Won't tell you that. But we all knew that that was going to happen. Oh, we're just telling you again. <laughs> yeah, the only, the only thing was, the only surprising thing is Marvel made no new announcements at Comic-Con. Because, well, that's not true. That, I'm, I'm going to argue that point because I saw stuff about Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, like still everybody, photos. Everybody, same thing. Everybody kind of knew Guardians of the Galaxy. They didn't know exactly what to expect. But they were talking about solo movies like Black Panther, uh, Doctor Strange, and I forget what the third one was. But basically that they said that they didn't make any announcements on them and they were keeping it hush-hush. Everyone kind of knows what the plan is for the Phase 2. You know there's an Ant-Man movie coming out. Yeah. You know, the question is now, since you brought that up, we can go back to the Vin Diesel thing of the rumors we're having that because after San Diego Comic-Con, they made an announce that there was the, the title was Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. People are like, okay, where's Thanos fit in then? Because why did you tease Thanos at the end of Avengers? Where the fuck does he fit in for Avengers 2 if you're making an Ultron story? Right. They're saying that it might be more Guardians of the Galaxy bad guy. Right. But everyone kind of... Again, I guess you know, there wasn't really any like big news like, oh my God, as far as from the Marvel camp. Right. You know, because everyone kind of knew firsthand. Like, exactly. And they're, not in, they're, they're in production, they're filming. I mean, they did kind of release the bad guys finally, like for Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about that. Like Jillian uh, uh, Anderson, uh, Killian, Amy Pond from Doctor Who. Yeah. She plays Thanos' grand, like, I think, goddaughter. Right. Who's a character in Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they also mentioned a couple other people. You know, so here's the big thing about the Age of Ultron, though. Mm-hmm. Is that Ultron is a character that was created by Hank Prim. Kind of like a, computer, a robot to help him around. Right. Eventually goes evil. Mm-hmm. But Hank Prim isn't going to be in Avengers 2 as far as being an Avenger. So how do you have Ultron, who is a character's creation... And not have that character in the movie. If they get Ant Man out before Avengers Two, which is I think scheduled, yeah, 
then they can set it up there and then right. bring it into Avengers 2. Just, you know, as like a one-offer. Right. Like as like a tag thing. Like, you know, maybe he creates Ultron and at the very end with the bumper, they have Ultron like get up or whatever he does yeah. to kind of... Uh, now, I did want to mention yesterday, I did see that they confirmed Hank Prim will be Ant-Man. I know that's not a big shocker. Everybody's kind of expecting that right. at this point, but not everybody was 100% sure on that, but they're definitely guaranteeing that character, Hank Prim, will be Ant-Man. I'm curious to see how they take Hank Prim, though, because in comic book history, mm-hmm. Hank Prim, alcoholic, yeah. wife beater, yeah. scumbag. Right. <laughs> I mean, there's no good qualities about him whatsoever. Right. Yeah, even well, in, they might do the same kind of way they did with uh, Iron Man, Iron Man, and Tony Stark. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, they still kind of had that drinking, partying, yeah, style maybe. kind of guy, but they still made him likable. Since he was married technically to the Wasp, mm-hmm. you know, who's an Avenger, and is she an X Men? I think she's just an Avenger. I think, I think she's, she's just an Avenger. Avenger. Yeah, because it's a suit that Hank made. Yeah. So. Is he? Is there going to be that scene where he smacks her across the face? Once, like in a drunken rage, he tries doing something and he backhands her. So you know, <laughs> I mean, just because it's part of the character, yeah. You know, to make him because in the ultimate line, which I know you didn't really read, no, they do touch on that, yeah, and they do kind of make him go into like a really dark space, you know, and then they do redeem his character by the end. But I'm kind of curious to know whether they're going to take that route because. It would work for reason why he would not be in Avengers 2. Right. You know, because through a lot of the Ultimates, I think in Ultimate 2, I don't think he was much in it. Because he was kind of kicked out yeah. for being a drunken, wife-beating son of a bitch. And then she starts boinking Captain America. Yeah. You know, then that, you know, and she has her own problems because he's a man of the 40s, she's a modern gal, and he'd rather hang out with his old World War II vet buddies. All right. So she's sitting around like this... Well, they're all playing bridge or something, you know. He's they're going to retirement home to see his friends, and she's like, "But I want to go out. We have all this. Live in the now. Live in the now. You bad bastard." I think she smacks him around. <laughs> Just nothing but domestic violence going through Marvel universe. All right. Well, so then, uh, got anything else? That is it for nerd news for I have, but I know there's other articles that we were going to discuss. Yes, I think we we, we would be this shortchanging our fans if we didn't bring up the. Superman sequel. Yes. The Man of Steel 2 with the yeah. whole, hey, everybody, guess what? We're bringing Batman in. Yay! Batman. You know, and he did confirm that it's not going to be the Batman of the Nolan universe. Okay. It's completely new Batman as far as character-wise. I mean, apparently, probably actor-wise because Christian Bell said weeks ago that he wanted nothing to do with Batman anymore. Not as a bad thing, just done with that. It's time to move, move on. on. right. So, I was reading a bunch of articles. Some people are happy about it. Some people aren't happy about it. Like, what are, you, what are your feelings? What are my feelings about it? I mean, I think it would be a great storyline if they do it right. I mean, of course, though, after Man of Steel. Okay, well, okay, well, I mean, let's, it's any, wait, let's... Wait, 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 wait. Well, no, no, no. Let me finish. All right. Let me finish. It has nowhere else to go but up at this point for me. Okay, see, because that's the thing is, you didn't like it. Dave, didn't you didn't like it. No. I'm the only one out of the three of us that actually liked it. Yeah. Okay, now, I read somewhere that someone felt that it was too much of a publicity stunt. Like, oh, let's bring Batman in because Man of Steel failed. I don't think Man of Steel failed. Well, no, I, I proved not, Man okay, of Steel didn't fail. Because box office releases as of the 17th of this month is almost hitting the $700 million mark. Okay. Worldwide. Right. So I don't know who out there thinks this movie failed as far as a financial success. We are comic book geeky kind of people. Right. So you may think the movie failed as far as 
what you believe it, the character should be. Right. But the rest of the world went, but here's we our all money. Saw it. We didn't like it, but we still paid toward yeah, that I, 700 I got, million. I still go see it. You know? Everyone even still wanted knew, to see it. Even That's if why I knew how the ending happened, I'd still go see it. And even though we disliked it, we're still going to see Man of Steel 2. Right. I, I know so, because we have that hope. Which, yeah. You know, but the thing is, though, I have so, an S on my chest that the next one will be better. Yeah. So, like, yeah, but the thing is, the thing is, though, do you think that, like, I think that the people who think that they're just throwing Batman in because, as a, oh, we're sorry about Man of Steel, I think that's just unfounded because the movie made a hit. People, more people liked it than didn't like it. Like, I hate to say, in this room, I am the minority. Yeah. But the reality of it is, you two are the minority. And, and 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 I know well, we're the only two that count, right? That, but see, but that's my point. The point is that you people who feel that way are not letting go of like Superman has seventy five years of history behind it. Yeah. Right now, there's a ten year old kid who saw Man of Steel is now going to buy a comic book. When yeah. was the last comic book you bought? The last comic book I bought. Jesus God. Um, okay, there you go. Last comic book you bought. You read for yourself. I read for myself. Yes. Uh, two weeks ago, I, I read the. Uh, I'm stop. Well, I'm going back to. Stop saying I'm Give me an answer. X Men versus Avengers, but I've been reading the X Men. Uh, I can't X Men. Okay. Now, is that the new stuff? Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Way to go, Ed. <laughs> okay. Have you picked up any new DC stuff? No. Okay. I refuse to read DC anymore. Why? Uh, I. It's not even the movie. It's just I, I'm. I'm just tired of the DC world. Okay, I'm just, well, I'm just kind of curious. And it's been years. It's not been like, well, Superman's stunk and I'm out. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know that, that's, not the, that's not the case at all. Well, okay, so what was the defining point for you? Because I, I remember, like, I've, I went up to, when I collected comic books, I stopped in the 90s when they pulled the Peter Parker clone shit. That's when I went, I'm out. And I stopped, I stopped buying. Uh, I think... And I, it wasn't until Civil War that brought me back in. So what, what was the, I'm out... <laughs> Moment for you. I think it was the multiple worlds. I was getting. It was like all of a sudden, like now it's like Earth Two. Oh. Earth. I'm like, no, 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 no. I can barely get through Earth One. I don't need Earth Two, Earth Twenty Five. I don't need that. Yeah, and with the with the whole Fifty Two line, which is like Fifty Two Earths out there, yeah. with our own versions. And, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. it was. Because <laughs> you you get so invested in a character, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, now he's gay, or now he's black. Or now he's yellow. And you're like, what? Or now he's a woman. He's a woman, right. And you're like, what? Wait. I, I spent three issues in this one character. Now I have to wait whatever storyline you're done with this one to go back to the character I'm reading. I'm like, no thanks. Well, that, that's how I felt with the Spider-Man thing. Because I'm, I'm, really, I've been reading Spider-Man for ten years. Now you're telling me this guy is a clone and it's not even the real guy? I'm out. <laughs> like, screw you, Marvel. I'm out of here. You know, so what brought you... Now, did you drop comic books completely? No, I just dropped DC. Okay. So your Marvel still... Well, I mean, I dropped I dropped comics years ago only because at one point in my life, I'm just getting to the point where I'm like, I'm investing so much money in comic books, like, i got to buy a house. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I want a car. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I, I want, you know, I want to get laid. <laughs> Those kind of things, you know, priorities. I stopped reading them when I went to mortuary school. I just didn't have the time anymore to read them, yeah. you know? You know, but I think that the thing was with, with the modern movies that they're trying to tell, like, I know Man of Steel focuses a lot on the New 52. Yeah. Stuff you guys haven't touched. Right. You know, you haven't read. I briefly read it. Like, I, I reread the graphic versions of um, Action Comics. In the beginning, Soup didn't have the suit. Mm-hmm. But then throughout the, that, that little run, 
mm-hmm. he got a suit. You know, but he got the suit thanks to Brainiac, and you know, and again, spoiler, he kind of kills Brainiac there too. So yeah, no, I heard they were starting to kill off characters, and actually in the comics too, and like really. But yeah, but the thing is though, actually, I think we can probably give the spoiler away at this point, and since it's sorry, seven hundred million. Oh I, well, there's somebody out there who still hasn't seen it. Let's not give that spoiler. Let them. <laughs> Let them figure it out for themselves. All right. But the thing is, though, is that I guess the... even though I think I kind of kind of gave it away there. But all right. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I'd rather someone go. I'd rather hope for the best. You know. Someone going. Oh, I missed that. Let's rewind it. You know. <laughs> and so I think that if they go with the new Fifty Two version of Batman, yeah, it'll work better with the new Fifty Two version of Superman. Like because there's more animosity because they're supposed to be kind of like new in their career. Right. You know, as far as Man of Steel 2, I mean, if, if, even if it's called World's Finest. Because for number one, Zack did say, script hasn't been written yet. The tone of the movie, though, he used the quote from Dark Knight Returns, which yeah. is basically, I beat the shit out of Superman. Right. You know, and today, and obviously, I mean, let's, let's, I think all three of us can kind of agree that there's no way that Christian Bale's Batman could work in the Man of Steel movie. Yeah. I mean, do you think? What? That he could work in, in Superman? Yeah, like the, the, the mythology that, that Chris Nolan set up with the Christian Bale version of Batman. Do you think that he could fit into this new world of Superman, of Man of Steel? No. Okay, is that what you... No, especially the way with the, the end of it, no. <clears throat> Plus the fact that, like, Christopher Nolan's Batman is less magical, I guess for lack of better term, yeah, I a good think term, of, yeah. uh, for it, that it's more realistic and it's more today's society. If Batman was today... What would he have? And these are the gadgets that actually could work in today's society, where Superman is an alien from another planet coming in, becoming the savior of the world or the god of the world, or however you want to, you know, argue it out. Right. <laughs> that you would just, you know, that it's like those two worlds cannot mesh, you know, kind of thing. Because I don't think Batman could ever handle Christopher Nolan. Batman could handle uh, Zack Snyder's Superman. Yeah, uh, you know, that's actually a good point. Yeah, because. Christian Bale is based too much on reality, like yeah. you said. So I, I can't see how there, Batman doesn't have characters that are super human that can like hurt him enough that you know it's like holy smokes! Now I have to come up with ingenious devices that will stop that. You know, like he, he if he if he had came across Superman, he'd be done. I mean, I think I don't right. I don't think that the, the, like, like oh I can see right through you, Cal. I know who you are. Yeah. Okay, you're Bruce Wayne. Fuck you. Exactly. <laughs> he would he would basically need to make a suit out of materials from Superman's ship right. to even have a chance. Well, yeah. well, the thing is, you don't know. You know, he has X-ray vision, but does it still? Like, you don't know if the weakness is still lead. Because that's the one I, thing. And that's exactly it. Because they threw that all out the window. With well, this no, movie. no, no. Okay, hold back up. They didn't throw it out. You just weren't informed. <laughs> There's a difference. You saw you saw him have X-ray vision. You just didn't know if there was a weakness to it. Yeah. So it's not like. Oh, well, here he has extra vision, but he can still see through lead. You don't know that. That's true. Like I'm assuming he, he doesn't have a weakness for it at this point. Okay, why? Because I wasn't informed that he was. Okay, so you remain kind of like because until until they until they physically point it out, they have to physically point it out. I would not agree. go like. Oh well, it, it doesn't work with lead because of seventy five years of history. Why well, had to throw that seventy five years of history away because it's a brand new Superman? I mean, and it's a, you know type of thing. So for me to go, okay, well they now have to prove to me again that it doesn't work if you can't see through. Well, yeah, because Man of Steel did kind of put a limit on what Superman's powers were. Yeah, and I think they, I think they had to do that. If that's the way they want to go, that's fine. That's not my problem with them. <laughs> His powers, the way the whole movie worked out, I'd have a problem to the very end. 
<laughs> that's it. That's and I'm sticking to it. All right. Look, I, I I can't. You know, like again, it's a movie. You're gonna have your opinion. I'm gonna. Yeah. I thought it was great. I thought it was needed as as a basically a great. Here you go, guys. Right. New new era. New you know. New Superman. New, new Superman. New attitude. Let's go, girls. That's you know. Right. So now for. Let's hypothesize. Let, let's let's play the internet. Okay. Let's play rumor mill. Okay. Type <laughs> my keys. What do you think <laughs> your idea for the next Man of Steel movie should be? Like, what would be your ultimate plot? Now, if again, knowing that the fact that Batman's going to be in it. Yes. If I said, you know what, here, Ed, here's three hundred million dollars. Go make Man of Steel two. All right. And it has to have Batman. Three hundred three hundred million dollars. Yeah, because I think that, right. that, that was. Right, well, first of all, I would have him wake up that the first Man of Steel was a dream. Two hundred, two hundred ninety million are cooking whores. <laughs> okay, so mine. Use my line. Use my line. Okay, so what's the to ten million? Ten million dollars. It's gonna be you just. In a, a, you're gonna be filming that coke and whore thing. You're gonna be all coked <laughs> up. Superman <laughs> under room. Superman with a red towel. Going shh, running through screens. Now pay me my ten million. <laughs> well, no, you already had the ten million, so you're just going to use its production. Value. I went over budget. <laughs> yeah. You get a bunch of girls going, Superman, no! And you go, dun, 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 dun. and like you're going to have the red underwear because <laughs> you know, and the big S paint on your chest. Like I'm here, don't worry. Up, up and away. Shh. You have some one of the whores standing behind you with the cape flapping it, going, "Look, he's flying! Look, he's flying!" That's pretty much it. Yeah, I think that was that's you know, whatever the twenty minutes I had before the meeting. <laughs> who's 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 who keeping back? Let's lose it. Let's where's let's let's like up up and away. <laughs> and at the end of the movie, Superman's heart explodes. In the movie. <laughs> Batman's just kind of standing over going I knew it was going to happen <laughs> that's why I laced that cocaine with kryptonite <laughs> so the reality of it is okay, if I gave him three million, $300 million I knew Batman had to be in it probably what it would be is Superman is trying to save the world and causing more destruction <laughs> okay alright then you know he, he saves the citizens but property kills 20% of yeah, them like, kills property <laughs> I mean, because that's the thing. It's like, how do you do that? I mean, it's just like, okay. The Hulk to, is more careful. You have to give Batman something, because if, if they're fighting, because based on what Zack Snyder read, or the, the actor that came out to yeah. read that in the announcement for Comic-Con, so you have to figure that they're at odds with each other. So why aren't they at odds with each other? That's, that's the, the, the conflict you have to come up with. Right. So that's the first design. So you got to figure out... Batman's got to go, Superman, you're not doing things right. You're not doing the way you should be. So how do you do that? Right. So Batman kind of has a big newspaper swatting Superman on the nose going, no, no, no. Exactly. Right. Bad. And Superman's all hoity-toity. Well, you're breaking into houses. You're you're beating confessions out of people. That's unethical. You right. can't do that. Exactly. Okay. So, so there's so you have to come up with that kind of conflict. So how do you do that on a grander scale? That's the thing you have to come up with. So that's my idea is to be like he's destroying, you know, properties or something. But that's kind of like weak of a weak storyline anyway. So you got to come up with something better than that. Well, okay. Well, from, okay. Well, again, this is what I'm, I'm asking you. Because I'm not saying that they didn't use the 75 years of Superman's lineage. Right. To, you were upset for the ending of the movie. Yeah. 
You were perfectly and fine. And I was upset I couldn't get I couldn't get lost into the movie. I, I like every Superman movie I've ever seen, I could vision myself as Superman. I I could at at the time I'm watching it, I could pretend in my mind there is a Superman. This movie to me was just a hot mess of violence and banging and loud noises. The special effects were okay, awesome. So now what did you think of the Avengers? This is the same question I brought up with him. The Avengers, I got lost into the movie and as I was watching it, I could believe every character existed at the time I was watching it. Okay. Now what about the okay, I don't I don't use the Batman movies cuz that's, you know, mm. I, as far as so there is okay, somebody did do like an analysis of how much damage Superman cost versus how much the Avengers cost. And yeah, it was astronomical the amount of damage that Superman did. Founding for my argument of reason why it's like, well, you know what? You got to break a few eggs to make an omelet. Because, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, let's say he killed a million people. Mm-hmm. You know, he saved nine billion people and the earth in the process. Right. Yeah. You know. I mean, he did it for the greater good. I mean, I'm not arguing that point. That's that's fine. Dave brought it kind of up when he was talking about it was maybe it's, it's actually odds with Superman where he's beating up criminals to get information, Batman. And he's, you know, like breaking in, breaking and entering, so he's breaking laws. He's, he's becoming a criminal to beat a criminal. Right. And where Superman goes, no, that's not how we do things. You know, you should be, you know, a higher justice. You have to obey, abide the laws of the human people and still be able to fight crime. So maybe that's how they come at odds with each other. Right. But I just can't see them colliding and fighting just on that. Yeah. And like, to me, that's still like a weak storyline to do that. And also, if, if, if I was, like, I really want to see Batman kick Superman's ass, especially this version of Superman, because right. I hate him so much. But if I was going to make this movie, I would have them team up, have some animosity, have it build up, and then not ha- I wouldn't have them meet and battle in the same damn movie. I would wait until only, a future okay, movie. I mean, the only other way would be if you do, like, have Superman, it would, like, have that godlike essence or aura of him, you know, like that, like he's still floating above Everybody. Yeah, like every time you see and a print of him in the Justice League, he's always floating above everybody else. He's always like hovering. He's like constantly looking down upon everybody else. But just for a second, I want to go back on one thing that you mentioned mm-hmm. about. You disliked this Superman. Yes. Why? I disliked him for a lot of reasons. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers. I mean, real, okay, like, well, I guess... I guess, well, his, I guess his, his moral compass was a little screwy. Okay, well, now, I guess I just... The uh, reason why I'm asking is because this is kind of an origin story for him. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, we all walked in with that 75 years of knowledge about Superman's character going in. And that do you right. honestly think that, in your own personal opinion, did you use that 75 years to kind of weigh your value on... The, the new Superman. Well, naturally, partly, it's go, it's going to. So, do you think that the history of Superman that you had, did it affect your opinion of the movie? Well, human nature-wise, sure, to an extent. Because he has been a part of comic history for 75 sure. years, you know? With little changes, like, sure, like, they've added him from jumping to flying. And, right. You know, he, he's gotten a couple extra powers since his original appearance. Couple? He was almost godlike in a way. The way the way they went about it, like a lot of the changes I found were unnecessary. And like I said, I I just couldn't get lost into this movie. Like I I found myself in other superhero films. It reminded me of uh what's his name? But Banna? Banna's Hulk. Oh yeah. Eric Banna, yeah. It it just it just became the point where it's like What's the point of this? You know, it, it could have been so much more story-wise, in my opinion. So now, okay, now, now, 
same question to, that I gave him. You were given a bunch of money to make your version of what's Man of Steel 2. How do you picture, if you were making the movie, what would you kind of, if you were writing it, let's say, or directing it, how would you want a story to be? To kind of, in your opinion and yours, to redeem your dislike of Man of Steel to be able to kind of win you over for Man of Steel 2. Well, um, you can't... I'm waiting on our butt. Okay. You, know, you, you cannot undo what was already done if you're going to continue the story from, from the first one, but I would not keep pounding us over the head with the, with the things that irritated the diehard Superman fans. It happened. I wouldn't just... I wouldn't keep doing flashbacks and references to it. Well, I would, I would make a whole. I would make a whole new story, and so you're saying that it would be like a more. It's not the past now; it's the future. Like this is going to be, say, like five years from now. So now he's not only he's now fully Superman. He understands all his abilities. He right. Like, see, so one of the things we mentioned on the podcast was that you know, yeah, you know, a lot of people were pissed off about the, the, the devastation, mm-hmm. but this was really his first time being Superman. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe. In the second movie, he kind of realizes, yeah, okay, I had this happened. I was forced in the position. I did the best I could. Mm-hmm. But now he might be a little bit more in the sequel. Sequel, do you think he might be a little bit more rounded out to be able to kind of go? I shouldn't have a fight in the middle of the city. Let's take it out to the middle of the field. Is that what kind of like how you're looking at it? Or well, no, just like I don't think this is really a spoiler. Like the things that they've done that irritated me, like the the yellow kryptonite sun, Kryptonian sun, and just some of the things that everyone in Smallville finding out who he is and pretty much at least it felt like that to me well, um, I mean well Pete Ross but he Pete Ross knew from the comic books that he was Superman right and the parents and the and all the witnesses seeing the kids and the military being driven to Superman's house you know and then oh, all of a sudden they don't know where he hangs his cape Lois Lane took him right there yeah but it, you know it was a spaceship so you can move it that's the you know. right and again on the on the, the special that we did the Kryptonian not being a red sun versus a yellow sun. Mm. The whole plot was situated around being the atmosphere of Krypton. Not necessarily, and again, like I've seen it twice, the skyline, while, mm. while being a yellow sun, mm. still had an orange tint to the world, meaning that there was still that kind of a red element in the atmosphere. Because that's what Zod was doing, was trying to convert Earth into Krypton by putting the atmosphere into it. So that little retelling is still kind of based on Kryptonian, you know. Right. I, I think, like you mentioned, that it not being a red sun, not a big deal. The the orange of the color didn't really bother me as much because it was still the fact that they weren't, it wasn't a yellow sun like Earth's sun, that they had these super abilities, that they had super strength, they could fly, you know, mm-hmm. they had, you know, heat vision and, and whatever else abilities. I think that's the only ability yeah. they really came up with in the movie. Yeah, they didn't really, like I said, they didn't go into... Detail and all, all of his abilities... But, like, so, like, they were normal human beings on Krypton. So that, mm. to me, was, like, the fact is, okay, it's not the exact color as they portrayed in the comic books and some of the movies, but they still have those, that same quality of it were in terms of, okay, it's a yellow sun. It had an orange hue to the uh, atmosphere, so it's technically a red sun. And that's that's how you have to kind of perceive it. You know, it's 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 like, okay, it's... It's a bit of a stretch because if you're a hard diehard comic uh, Superman fan like you are, that you you want it a certain way, right? And I just find it to be, and a lot of the changes were to me unnecessary changes. Just like you know, you could argue up and down about the the costume is outdated, but Superman is Superman. 
They've changed Wonder Woman's costume four times. Four times the fans went nuts and they changed it back because it just didn't feel like Wonder Woman to them. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, I, I mean, I, I can forgive those things because based on like what we were talking about when the mic went off, you were saying like you watch the X-Men movies, you enjoy them, and everybody complained about they didn't have their costumes. And that really didn't bother me. You know, like, the, the black leather kind of bothered me at first in the first X-Men movie because that was their uniforms. Like, that was mm-hmm. their X-Men costumes. So you're kind of like, well, it's just kind of like a cool look that they're trying to go for in the year 2000. And you could have a Superman look, not with nylon and spandex. You know what I mean? Like, the material yeah. I didn't have a problem with. Yeah, but I, I think okay, I think the problem with, with something like that, like being, for lack of a better term, in or attentive about the, the red sun, the costume... Mm-hmm. If it was, but I also, like I said, I couldn't get lost into this movie. Okay, well, yeah, but that I think part of the reason why you couldn't get lost in the story was because you sat there and went, "That's not a red sign. I don't like this." That you no, were, that, that you no, might that's have... all you want to hear. But no, his moral things that he's done was like that. That screwed up. Or um, like I, 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 I said to Ed, I felt like I was watching a Hulk movie that could fly. There, like, I understand, like, it's his first time being Superman, but smashing and loud noises from pretty much beginning to end, it got unentertaining to me after I, a while. I, I mean, again, I look at it like Avengers was that way. Well, one of the, one of the points that I brought up in the in this Man of Steel movies, the fact is, is that it was happening so fast in front of you, and there was debris in front of the camera, like they were kind of shadowing it in the background, that you really didn't see what was going on. So you kind of didn't, you couldn't lose yourself in the action because you couldn't see the action right in front of you. Right, and a lot of the action was uptight, you yeah. know, like close angles. Yeah, close right. angles. Which is, did you see it in 3D? No, I did not. Okay, neither did I, and you didn't see no, it. We didn't no, mean, we didn't see it. Because that goes back to my argument about 3D movies. If when, when the action is that close, you do miss a lot of stuff, and that's a, and that's not just with Man of Steel. That's with a lot of movies mm-hmm. that I notice have a pattern of they want to be they want you involved in the fight, mm-hmm. so they get so close that you don't see any of the good moves. Right, like that's when we saw Skyfall, that scene where he's fighting the guy with the blue bat, you know, in the building with the blue lights coming up. Mm-hmm. Over him. No, that I, was a cool scene. I thought it was a cool scene because it was yeah. beautifully shot, and you saw two guys fighting. You didn't see like an arm or a fist or or a foot. You know, like, or the fancy hand move. You didn't see. You just went, whoa, what was that? That was badass. Right, Mm -hmm. and because they were also in a silhouette. Yeah. Action, and you see the actual faces. So at points of time, you weren't sure who was who because you got lost. But then after a while, you readjusted your eyes and you go, okay, the hairstyle, that's James Bond. Yeah. You know, that's the villain. So you you kind of caught up. So I I do agree that a Mm -hmm. lot of those movies lately, like, the action is so up close that you do miss a lot. You know, but I I just kind of feel like, I mean... Again, it's an opinion for movies. Now, did, with the second time, did you see it in 3D? No. Okay. Number one, I still think 3D, the 3D medium is just a way to get people out of the house to go spend, to go to the movies. Right. Because it is kind of like, a lot, people don't go to the movies as much as they used to see, so need a new gimmick. Right. So let's introduce 3D into Again, it. Again, yeah. Again. Problem is, though, there's 3D televisions, like, almost like a year after 3D movies started really becoming popular. Yeah. So it kind of, like, popped that bubble. But it's still a way for movie theaters to make more money. You know, it inflates the box office receipts. Yeah. Like, you know, yes, Man of Steel made almost $700 million. How much of that is through IMAX and 3D? Right. Like, when you're paying, like, 20 bucks to go see a movie versus the 10 bucks. Right. You know, <clears throat> so so I, I can't, like, when it comes to a 3D movie, I'm really kind of iffy about what movie it is. Mm-hmm. 
because I do feel like if it's too close, you're going to miss a lot of stuff. Like like I mentioned before, there's that new movie with, um, it's called Gravity with George Clooney and Sandra Bullock. Mm-hmm. They're out in space. Two astronauts. Shit happens and what they're on explodes and they're stuck out in, in space. Right. That's in 3D. I'm like, that might be pretty badass in 3D. Yeah. Because it's two people, you know, vast amounts of spa- space. There's nothing flying by real fast. So you can drink in that depth. Mm-hmm. You know, like when we saw, um, when we saw, Dad and I saw Jurassic Park in 3D. That's mm-hmm. what it was. There is a moment where they're watching that film and you have Sam Neill and Laura Dern kind of in front and they're kind of like out of focus because you're looking over their shoulder. Mm-hmm. I literally felt like I was, I literally kind of moved my head to kind of get a better view of what they were watching, completely forgetting that that's actually on screen. Yeah. Right. And it was, a, it was because it was so still that it really had an effect on me going, like leaning over, going, well, let me look around this person just so. Right. To get a better view of, of what they're watching, and it was like, whoa, fuck! Like, <laughs> I mean, there's 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 definitely impressive 3D movies out, and they're, they're redoing a lot of movies. Some movies in 3D, like my wife and I do go we see they visit uh, the Pixar movies, and they're doing them in 3D again. Wizard of Oz is being re-released in 3D. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And it's and it's one of those type of things that you can appreciate it because they 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 took in the time. To give me that depth, and you can yeah. really appreciate the the vastness. Like Finding Nemo was the last movie we saw that I can remember. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, Massachusetts University, but the one really that really bra- that wasn't my, originally made for three D, right? Yeah, that it it really gave you that depth of see, like like when they're in the ocean and you're just looking out and you see the whale and way in the distance, it's like wow, like you really feel yeah. that that's really in the distance, but it's not a high end action shot. That they're flying across and and there's debris being flying. Yeah, you at can you. drink in that 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 depth. You right. can appreciate it. Yeah. Yes. Instead of like a wait, what was right. that? Yeah. And what was in three D? Like I missed it. Yeah. Like, you know. And that's that's what makes it tough. It makes it very difficult. Now Avengers two. Wait, but I saw both in three D and in two D. Yeah. And that's one of those movies that you could really appreciate the three D more because it gave you more that depth. The action was a lot better in terms of the things coming at you. When you saw it in 2D, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't as good as being in 3D. That's like that you can really see the difference in that kind of movie. And for the reverse, right. we saw uh, Clash of the Titans in 3D, yeah. and I didn't like the movie. The 3D took away from right, it. Right, but then when I saw it again in 2D, I was like... It wasn't a bad movie. What the hell? Like, right. like I, I appreciated the two D version better yeah. than the three D version, just because it something was a little off with the three D conversion because it really wasn't filmed in three D. It was upconverted. Even Star Trek Into Darkness, there was a couple cool three D scenes, but overall, it didn't really add to it. Right, and that's kind of like yeah, because I saw it in two D, and I think you saw we saw it in two D. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw know. both ways. Yeah, and the three D really didn't make much of a difference. Yeah. Okay. But uh, to go back to, like, you know, I, I kind of already said it, but to answer your question, if I was going to do this movie, I wouldn't have them battle the first time they in the first movie they meet each other. I would save that for maybe the next movie after that. Okay, well now... I you... think, I just think it's, it's kind of jumping the gun. Okay, we meet, we're starting to have problems, and we have this epic battle... And then what, are they going to be friends by the end of the movie? Like, Well, I mean, okay, well, I mean, now, do you feel like... I think they're, it's cramming too much, you know, if you're going to have yeah, the but, introduction and all that. Now, do you think that that opinion is the majority? Because, I mean, if I'm going to go see a Batman-Superman movie, I would expect them to punch it. Oh, I want to see Batman and Superman beat the crap out of each other. Right. But I just don't think the first time they meet is the time to do it build it up make well, it see, you know uh, what i mean uh, but again yeah but if you see, walked if you okay. walked into that movie theater mm-hmm. and you did not see that battle 
you personally were, would be okay with it because that, that's you want to build up of it to it. Because I know it's eventually going to happen. Well, for me, though, it's... it's but yeah, okay, but that's because if you know... The, sorry. Yeah. That's because you know the history. Right. But if you know a kid who's never... Who doesn't know any history between Superman and Batman, the animosity that they have for one another, wouldn't you as a kid yeah. but, uh, but, it, but even want to see Batman punch Superman right in the face? Yeah, but that in the comics, that just it didn't just happen. It built up. And you have to recreate that... For the new generation of kids, too. You just don't want it to just happen. Like, right. You know, right. and throw, the, throw all your ingredients into the same stew. Well, the, the, the point I'm trying to make, you know, keep interrupting on it, is the fact is, yeah. is that that's why I appreciate Batman Returns, because the history is already there, and you know it. Right. You, know, you, you, you remember from And it World's still didn't happen until the fourth book. Right. And so you didn't, it didn't really happen until the way end, because finally the president... Sends in Superman to stop Batman. Right, yeah, but between that, he's got to fight Two-Face, Joker. There's other things going on, so you're getting those fights building up to the Superman-Batman. Right, right. But that's the thing. Like, like that's an extended, because also it became a two-part DVD. If anybody didn't miss miss that, go out and catch it. It's very good. Mm -hmm. But the point I'm trying to make is the fact is, is that that history was already there, and we already knew it reading this comic book. Right, understanding that because of the animosity that Frank Miller wrote in Dark Knight Returns. Sure. So you, when you see it in like cartoon form, I mean that's the movie I'd really like to see in live action. Is like forget Man of Steel, do a Batman Returns. A Dark Knight Returns. I would, Dark I Knight would Returns. love and that. Everyone would love that, but I think right now the Dark Knight Returns Part One and Part Two is the closest we're going to get at this moment. Right. Because right. Now with the second one, now since they're introducing Batman into this world, I mean let's face it, we all know Batman's history. But the plus side about introducing Batman is you don't have to retell his origin story. Yeah. Right. You know, so you don't have to worry about the, I'm a 10-year-old, my kids, my parents got killed, where? You know, he can just be Batman when you meet him. Right. Right. And and I know Sean disagrees because he's a, he's a character of the night, but I am getting sick of seeing an all-black costume Batman on the big screen. I want to see a more traditionally drawn Batman on a big-budget movie. And... Ed can contest to this. There's been some great artwork. There's been some great fan films where it's badass. It doesn't I, look like I, Adam West. I'm, I'm, you know? I'm, not dis- I'm not disagreeing, but I'm also practical in the fact that... Well, he can yeah. have more than one costume, but to see him all in black yeah, all but then the when time you, but is when getting you start, cold. But when you start getting into more than one costume, then you have to worry about the George Clooney effect for Batman and Robin with silver tint on it, you know, nipples and cod pieces and... You know, you have to worry about, like, oh, I'm going to go into a winter scene. scene. So here's my Batman ultra cool But if you want to be realistic, that's what a soldier would do. He would put on the snow camouflage compared to the green camouflage. Uh, but I am just, I'm sick of all black. Uh, it's, you know, it was neat when Tim Burton done it, but it's it's been overdone. Okay, the costume is kind of a, Again, a to moot me, point this, at this stage. To, to me, because... a costume is, is for, for people, when people complain about costumes, yeah. mm-hmm. It, it's basically you want to take the comic book guy and put him onto a big screen. Yeah, you know that's what it all comes down to. And, and if if your main and I know it's not your main point, and it doesn't I, have, but it I, it doesn't have to look exactly like the comic. No, no, but, that's not what I'm that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, and, and I know you probably don't have this opinion of, right. of like I want to see the comic book character, the outfit on the big screen. As cool as that would be for you. Mm-hmm might not be practical for what the company wants to do with it. Because let's face it, they're all about selling toys, mm-hmm. selling comic books. You know, in the comic books, Batman, I think, kind of has like a gray and black outfit, mm-hmm. you know, to fit. 
I'm okay with gray and black. I mean, the old Spider-Man thing. I wasn't really too keen on the Amazing Spider-Man outfit. Mm-hmm. But you know what? In the end, it was Spider-Man on the screen. I didn't give a shit if he was wearing purple tights. It was Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I might have been a little grumpy about it, but I completely forgot about it when I was watching the movie going, look at those stupid tights. I hate that blue. I, hate that. I, I, was, I was just like, you know what? It's still Spider-Man up on the big screen. I gotta let some shit go. Right. You know, like, I'm not going to be like like the red tight, the, the red underwear for Superman. It was like, it's classic. It's iconic. I can let it go for the sake of the bigger picture. Right. You know, granted, you guys didn't like the bigger picture the way I did. But, I mean... I see that the, the red underwear didn't bother me at all. Like, just like I said, like the X-Men stuff. At first, when the black leather, I was kind of like, eh, about it. But then I'm like, you know what? It's the characters. You know, like, that's, that's what I'm investing myself into. Right. It's not the way they look. It's how they're portrayed. Do they have the same abilities? Can, you know... Yeah, can you... Can they project the character that we know and love on the big screen... Right. ...as far as emotion, attitude, whatever they're wearing? Yeah, because they've... they've, 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 I mean, every character. I mean, and some of them are very minute, but there has been changes to characters' costumes through the years in the comic books. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like like Cyclops... But all black is boring. I, I mean, yeah. I tend to agree with you on that one. I mean, if they could, you know, amp it up a little bit and give him... Because, like, in the comic books, the the chest being gray and the black... Imagine is, if Superman was all blue, even his cape. It's <clears throat> it's boring. You also got to think, too, like, back in the day, like, when it was gray and black, there used to be yellow around the back. That was right. used to be a target. Right. right. He, was, he was like, shoot me. Yeah, shoot me <laughs> right. here. Take me. You right. Know, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll see what happens. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. Giving the kind of like, like, yeah, I'm going to... And, and another yeah. thing I would suggest for the next movie is don't have Lex Luthor in it. Let's not overcomplicate the story. And he's 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 like the anti-Bruce Wayne. He's like... He's okay, exact, well, what, what villain would you think would be a better choice? I would... Yeah, like I said, I'm, you make the movie. I would, don't I tell would me you're making to the chair. Give me your plot. I would rather have Brainiac. I, he's too much like... Bruce Wayne. He's like almost exactly like Bruce Wayne, except he's evil. And um, no, let, let him go because this is this is this is just going to compound what my idea for a script is. Okay, go ahead, continue. And um, I would rather you know see an enemy that's so powerful and uh-huh. so different than Superman and Batman that they have to put their differences aside and defeat this enemy. Okay, you know I don't need to see. Bruce Wayne and evil Bruce Wayne up on the screen at the same time, which is how I kind of view uh, Lex Luthor. Now, obviously, he doesn't run around in a suit, but he does have the exosuit. Right. Well, uh, okay. You mean to say something now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I didn't know if you well, were going to segue into what was my idea versus... Well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of... I just want to say something a little bit about mm-hmm. that. You know. Do you think Brainiac's too big of a character, though? I don't think... Not, not, not for the two of them together. Really? But, I mean, you don't think... And I don't, I don't want to see Brainiac get killed in the first movie, either. You know what I mean? Well, like, you, he could escape. Okay, or, going, going along with... with what superhero movies have been doing in terms of some of them, not all of them. Mm-hmm. Some of them do have the ending where the bad, bad guy doesn't get killed. But a lot of them seem to tend, especially now with Man of Steel, and other DC other DC uh, comic book movies, too, have, have had that, too. Well, DC is very, very downer as far as tone. Right. So you know, odds are, it's going to be 60, 80% chance that the character, the evil character is not going to make it the end. Okay, mm. let's just say. Do you, don't, don't you think that Brayak would die in the end? I mean, I think he's just too powerful. Well, if because, it was like Luther, do you think they'll kill him off at the end? Yes. Wow. 
Like that's that's like that's like that's like that's you might as well just cure uh, Superman of his kryptonite. Because then. I'm because gonna say Lex Luthor is like the driving force. They're like they feed off of each other. And as well as Brainiac is a great idea. How many people know who Brainiac is? Well, if you're talking about teaching a new generation, theoretically, these kids don't know who Lex. Well, Luthor see, the is. thing is, to me, Brainiac is too big of a character to have a Batman Superman origin story. Well, not origin story, but a Batman Superman story because Brainiac. Well, is they're gonna not going to do something simil- silly like Mixoplex. Right, but I'm saying though, Brainiac's going to come to Earth, basically learn all he can, take the city that he wants. Mm-hmm. Miniaturize it, take it back to a ship. Well, they don't the have to do that storyline for the first Brainiac. Well, I'm also saying too, like well, I mean, other, I understand. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what other storyline does Brainiac have than that? Brainiac has been a recurring character in the cartoons when we were in the in the 80s and 90s. Like he's not always. Yeah, but but those those cartoons are like we need an extra villain. Brainiac, here you go. Right. You know, like they pull him off the shelf, and it's like. Well, he's he's a destroyer of worlds. He's a bad guy, you know. Let let's just put him in with the 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 the, the, the League of Doom, you know, kind of thing with Lex Luthor, right. on whatever whatever characters we pull off the shelf <laughs> to, just to make this story interesting. Can we make him into a cool toy? Yeah. Can we? Hey, his colors are pretty badass. Let's make him, you know, let's paint him purple. Yeah. You know. Oh, it, like movies have never done that. Right. But that's but that's the the, the point I'm trying to make though is is that. Those cartoons put him in a situation with other villains just so they can have somebody to fight. Also, you another know? another problem introducing Brainiac completely outside of the DC universe. Marvel's already beaten him to it with Ultron. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, well, well, that was the original idea. I just really would not want to see Lex Luthor and Batman together in the first movie. You're laughing. You think I'm it's laughing funny. because I think it's a brilliant idea to have him in the movie. I think it's brilliant because. It goes on to what I said about where do you go with Man of Steel 2 when we were doing our podcast. You have Superman. By your version of the Superman that you don't mm-hmm. like, he killed millions of people, destroyed a city. He's almost godlike in powers. Right. There's still going to be people who have animosity towards him, and he's not even paying for his crimes for killing all those people. So why not have a man like Lex Luthor stand up and lead the charge? I agree, but now Batman's in the mix. Okay, and this is where I can spin it out. Because Gotham is so close to Metropolis, you know Bruce Wayne being a billionaire is also going to... he got a satellite that blew up. He's got to rebuild that. So why not help rebuild Metropolis in a... Lex Luthor Corp, Lex Corp, and Wayne Industries helping together to try to rebuild, you know, Metropolis. While Lex Luthor, behind the scenes, because that's always always been, is a behind the scenes bad guy as far as his public his public persona Image, versus yeah. his private so- persona, mm-hmm. where he says, you know what, let's build together. You know, he goes out and saying he's an alien. He killed millions of people. How do you jail him? How do you? How do we get justice for the people that we lost? But I have to give back to the city by I'm going to help create this. Here's new hospitals. Here's new that. Together, Lex Corp and Wayne Industries are help building a better tomorrow kind of thing. Mm-hmm. During the course of there, because I, I personally think you're probably not going to see a lot of Batman versus a lot of Bruce Wayne in the next movie. If they want to play it right, mm-hmm. you have Bruce Wayne coming to Metropolis to help rebuild Metropolis up from the ground up, almost. Lex Luthor's being Lex Luthor against Superman behind the scenes, I guess, you know, building his suit. Because they said you were left with an Earth that isn't, that's part Kryptonian. That whole core 
there's there's got to be remnants remnants of a Kryptonian atmosphere versus or, or soils in concentrated doses. Mm-hmm. And like that'd be your kryptonite. Lex Luthor, who's trying to rebuild the city, comes across it. Same with Bruce Wayne. They both come across these Kryptonian artifacts or rocks, so to speak. Mm. Bruce goes and analyzes it. So does Lex. Lex figures he can do it as a weapon. Bruce has it as a backup weapon in case Superman does fuck up. Mm. I need to put him down for something. So you can have that kind of a more of a of a crime story versus an, a superhero battle. Like you'll see Superman do his his shtick, and then maybe. Bruce Wayne would probably be more interested in Superman as a character because because of his moral code of right and wrong, mm-hmm. he probably also feels that Superman should pay for his crime. Mm-hmm. So why not find a way to bring him down? Because nobody else can. I'm the only man who can. That kind of like, I think that that makes more of it, that, and that's where your battle is. So what you're saying is that, you, in a, in a, not, maybe you didn't think of it this way, but... You're saying Superman becomes the bad guy. It becomes the bad guy because Batman almost defends Lex Luthor because Lex Luthor and them are working together to build Metropolis. Yes. Lex Luthor is doing behind-the-scenes stuff, sneaky that stuff Bruce- against Superman, say. Superman figures out it's Lex Luthor. He trying to, tries to take him out. And then Batman's like, whoa. Yeah, that's gonna, not gonna, that's gonna, not what's gonna happen. Right. Like like Batman sees Superman as a threat to Lex Luthor, unbeknownst to Batman that Lex Luthor is a bad guy. Yeah. You know? So that pulls him to put the suit on to go after Clark. The two of them rough and tumble it up, a la, you know, like punching bags back and forth. Then finally when the dust clears, you know, you realize, okay, because you need that miscommunication. Because look at how well it worked for the Avengers. Mm-hmm. You know? Thor fought Iron Man and Captain America. Captain America fought Thor. You want to see those superheroes n- duke it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Everyone loved when Hulk picked up Loki and slammed them back and forth. Or that scene where Hulk punched Thor in the face for no apparent reason. You know? So I think people are going to want to see that. That's if, if I walked into a movie, especially a Batman-Superman movie, and walked out and didn't see Batman throw a punch at Superman, I'd be pissed off. Because that's, that's why you're taking my money. <laughs> you know? I mean, as a, as a moviegoer. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> there was a reason why Hulk punched Thor. Yeah, I know. You know, I, but uh, the whole though <laughs> it, it's, it's a long setup joke. Yeah, you know that's. But if you weren't paying attention, you kind of miss it. It's just yeah. like a boom, you know. But I think you need that, like, make Batman kind of like thinking he's doing the right thing by defense by trying to protect Lex, mm-hmm. and then it turns out that actually Lex is the bad guy, and he actually turns around, and works together with Superman to bring to foil Lex's plan. Because you can introduce Lex in a small capacity, still be the bad guy, and still use Wayne Industries to introduce Batman and Batman when he tries to stop Superman. I mean, that would be my idea as applied. If I was writing down, you know, like, how it would work out, and at the very end, do the old, what do you mean? I've been trying to defend the bad guy? Holy crap. Or Or he finds out the real plot between whatever Lex is doing, like, that fight between him and Superman gives Bruce the nugget to kind of do a little bit more detective work because that's one thing we haven't seen in a Batman movie is him doing... He's the world's greatest detective. He doesn't detect shit, <laughs> you know? So let, let's see this Bruce Wayne. Let's see this Batman, the great detective, actually figure out what the hell is really going on and find a way to stop everything from going on and try to come to some sort of term of why Superman's not paying for his crime for being a, a murderer. Mm-hmm. Long point, long, long story short, kind of thing. And you know, and, well, and the way DC does origins, and and they have to like they have to talk to us like we don't have a memory of anything, like a fish. Like there, I just think <laughs> to have a, a a character like I'm agreeing with you. I'm just yeah, it's funny. You know, like to have a character like 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 Lex Luthor. Like, are they going to have to like? 
go back to their childhood, or is it going to be all new and he does hate them because so, of the city? So many people don't know that Lex and Clark were friends way back 75 years And because ago. they ruined so much of the Superman storyline, they might not have been friends in he, this universe. He could just be a evil Donald Trump, which is kind of how he's portrayed nowadays in comic books anyway. Yeah. Donald Trump's not evil? Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Like the their evil version of it. Evil more evil. You're fired. Going, going further than Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, so you don't need to give Lex a backstory. You can just say he's an... Right, but knowing the DC movies and... That's well, that's hope. that's the thing. That's the thing that's kind of sticking in my head when you're telling, explaining the whole plot line. Is fact is is that this that's is my the, idea for a plot line. It's not you know. yeah, right. Obviously, but the thing is, is that like to me, it'd be like that'd be like a two parter, really. Why not? You know, because first you'd have to develop the character of Batman, not given his origin story, but. You want it because you you have to figure out what kind of abilities because he's eventually going to fight Superman. You know, so the right now in our heads because that's the way we can only understand is the fact is is that we only have the Christopher Nolan Batman in movies right now. And then, granted, it's a big departure. They're saying we're done. He's not going to be part of the universe. That's fine, but we have nothing else to compare it to at this point. So then, why not? Just, so then you have to no, know. Uh, yeah. There's more. There's more. There's more. Yeah. Okay. So now you have to give. You have to show what Batman can do to fight Superman. So okay. You, so you have to prove that Superman, or Batman, is a better character than he was in the Christopher Nolan universe. Well, okay. Let's let's let's. I would ease back on the better because I thought Christian Bale was a great Batman. No, I'm not saying he was a bad Batman, but I'm just saying that you couldn't have Christian Bale's Batman. Christopher Nolan, Christopher Bale's Batman fight Superman today. Man, I still think I agree a hundred percent. So you have to give, you have to show in the movie because you know, granted, we can't assume anything anymore. I agree that you have to show how this Batman is going to fight and be able to compete against Superman and possibly win. I can figure that out right here. Okay. Since it's a movie, you figure average movie now lately has either been two, two and a half hours. Yeah. You have the hero piece for Superman where he does his shit as Superman. Right. You have a Batman piece where he does his shit as Batman where you can get an idea of what his character is. Right. Of who he is. Yeah. And then that's like midway through the film. Yeah. Or actually first half hour like maybe something's going on in Metropolis. Let's say Superman since he's now the global police goes over to Gotham City to figure out to try to stop something it's already being defeated by Batman Batman's like well, who the fuck are you get the hell out of here it's my town get right. out you know but as Bruce Wayne you figure you can throw it out because how many how many children have lost their parents through the devastation of Superman just like when I was a kid my parents were taken away from me you know this is the reason why I'm now helping with the city so you can kind of have your little Batman moment to kind of figure out who he is as Batman Right. While kind of incorporating a brief glimpse of who Superman is at this point, because you figure hopefully Superman's learned his lessons from before, mm-hmm. and he's not smashing in the buildings left and right and bringing right. them down. Yeah. Because of like I said, you know, in, in our in our Man of Steel special, being his first time as Superman, he now he has to live with the guilt of what he's done. Mm-hmm. So maybe between this movie and the new movie, he's kind of tempered his anger. Maybe yeah. he's, he let go of his anger issues and finds a way to kind of work around it. Mm-hmm. So you can have those singular hero moments, a little mix of two of them together, like a tease, mm-hmm. and then with the whole Lex Luthor thing, and you can even incorporate Lex Luthor's biomechanical suit mm-hmm. because he's in the background doing studies on kryptonite, figuring out how it could be used as a power source, figures out Clark might be weak from it, you know, who knows, you know, and or maybe just making a bio- biomechanical suit. He's beating the piss out of Superman, and now that Batman now knows Superman's actually working for good, he helps Superman defeat Lex Luthor because he's in that big exoskeleton type thing. It just snowballed off the top of my head. That's how I would do it. Did your head just go... 
<laughs> it still wouldn't explain how a human Batman would be able to Defeat fight a Lex Luthor in well, a suit or Superman. Or Superman. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not putting Lex Luthor in the equation. So you're going to have Batman so, in a suit too, like like the Return well, of the Dark Knight? Well, again, he's got the gadgets. Right. You know, I mean, he could have gadgets. And also, too, in, in my plot, he's also doing work on Kryptonite as well. Mm-hmm. Because he came across the same deposits that Lex might have had while they're rebuilding the city kind of deal. Right. So why not have him kind of like, I know, and that moment where Clark and Bats battle it out like midway through the movie, mm-hmm. Batman pulls the Kryptonite on him because he knows it's his weakness, mm-hmm. you know? And then he realizes, oh, wait, Superman's actually working for good. Let me put it away. You know, maybe that's when they figure out the lead line stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe Bruce is the one who figures it out. You know, pockets it, says, okay, let's work together. And at the end, knows that Lex Luthor is doing studies on kryptonite, knows his Kryptonian students, found a way to counteract it. Again, making him the world's greatest detective versus the, let's see if Batman uses brain versus his brawn. Because that's what, all we've been seeing in movie incarnations is him walking in, punching a guy to the face. And that's how he felt about Man of Steel. <clears throat> he was using his brawn and not his brain. Right, but, of it. but again, first time Superman. And the one character flaw I thought they did give him in Man of Steel was he's got anger issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can clearly tell that he's a kid that's, at the drop of a hat, would be like, fuck you, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing, and then go off the rails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe he's tempered that anger a little bit. You know, you bring in Batman to kind of screw up things, but not necessarily right away colliding. You know, well, that's if I was given $300 million to make a movie. Because I'm tired of seeing, I am tired of seeing Batman just walking and punching a guy in the face, as much as I love it. Mm-hmm. But there is more to that character. He is a detective. He's the only superhero that doesn't have superpowers. Mm-hmm. So, let's see that aspect of him. Right. I mean, no one tried doing it with the whole bionic leg thing that he didn't bring up. and you know, He didn't use it all. He didn't use it all. Right. But since they're going with a completely different Batman, let's make it a more brainier Batman. A guy who actually has the ability to be a detective as well as a superhero. Because they're also talking about the Flash movie, too. Mm-hmm. And then all this is supposed to lead up to a Justice League movie, mm-hmm. eventually, in their dream. So, why not? introduce Batman here and then like Man of Steel 3 introduce like another character or maybe in Batman introduce another character you know because now you can actually if that Batman works well you can spin him off into another Batman movie you don't have to yeah I mean if, if depending on who they get and if the storyline's good I mean you have to build his character but again you only have to build his character a little bit because we're still even though he's going to be dramatically different than the Christopher Nolan Batman yeah. his storyline has never really changed much <clears throat> as far as parents were killed devotes my life to justice Right. I use cool shit. Yeah. You know, so if you can throw that in Man of Steel 2, in the second, in the, in let's say a Batman spinoff movie, which we've talked about many times, just be Batman. Yeah. You know, there you go. He's just Batman. We don't need the origin story, story because anymore, right? it, you got a little bit of it in Man of Steel, but you also kind of know it because it's on the heels of the Chris Nolan movies. Yeah. You know. But the thing is, is that that's, that's the one thing I'm worried about Warner Brothers doing is the fact is, is that they'll, they'll, they'll panic and go... Well, this is a completely different Batman. So we have to retell his origin story. And they're going to tell it through the Man of Steel 2 movie. And you're like, what? And, you know, and again, we're having this conversation. It's a great conversation. I'm loving every minute of it. Mm-hmm. But this is Warner Brothers. Two months from now, they get this guy to scrap the whole thing. There's a script's not even written. Yeah. You know, we give this great conversation and all. And be like, oh, wouldn't it be great to see this and this and this? And they I go, think I think think that would be the worst decision Warner Brothers will ever make. Yeah, they but, teased it in, at San Diego. Um, I mean, that's... Mm. All these now, fans is, is it possible Man of Steel 2 and the 
the Batman Superman team up movie or two separate movies? No, no, because in, in the clip that I showed you, Zach's pretty much saying we're working on the sequel and this is it. You know, mm-hmm. even people are already calling it World's Finest instead of Man of Steel 2, it's just called World's Finest. Mm-hmm. You know, which is in the logo. That's all you really need. World's Finest, Batman logo, Superman logo. I think I got an idea who's going to be in it. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I mean, it would be a bad decision on their part to do oh, that. It would be a horrible decision. It'd, yeah. be, it'd, it'd be as bad as Microsoft and Xbox One. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're committed. You walked into San Diego Comic-Con and said, they whipped out their dicks and went, next movie? Batman, Superman. You gotta, you gotta produce something. Now, whether or not it'd be the same tone as it was alluded in the trailer of, like, you know, the whole thing that we saw with, Do like... Do you think they could throw in a Batman movie before the Superman no, 2 movie? Nah, I don't think so. Because really? Superman 2 is supposed to come out in 2015. Yeah. So you would need to almost be doing now now or early next year yeah you know i mean they could try but do you really want a, a thrown together batman movie no and, and, and again for better or for worse apparently goyer is writing the script <sighs> i mean he's he's not bad i mean he's made he's created some great stories through different heroes and you know through the years and I, yeah and he's made I, some misses too so <laughs> it's tough to say what what goyer will do and how well it will be portrayed Mm-hmm. You know, because that's the two to think. I mean, Gore can, Goyer can write a great script, but then Snyder has a different idea. Or, right. you know, Warner Brothers says, you know what, we can't pull that off, you know, and change something. Right, or we don't want it to go that way because yeah. we have, you know, the bigger, bigger idea. I just, it's hard to... So it's really hard to say at this point what, <coughs> how far we're going to go with Sorry. this. Yeah, I mean, David S. Gore, he's written as far as the stuff that he's as a writer. Okay, well, apparently they have him already here in IMDB as a Justice League for 2015. So that's what they're shooting for, 2015. For Justice League. For Justice League. I doubt they're going to do that. Okay? Because right underneath is Man of Steel 2 question mark. Yeah. So this has got to be updated. He apparently wrote the story for the new Godzilla movie coming out. Yeah. Man of Steel, uh, Da Vinci's Demons, which is a TV show. Uh-huh. Uh, Dark Knight Rises. Uh-huh. Ghost Rider Spirits of Vengeance. Ooh. Um, he has written video games like uh, Call of Duty, Call of Duty Black Ops. He wrote The Unborn, which was a horror movie. The Dark Knight. He did write a screenplay for Batman Gotham Knights. Okay. Blade the TV series. Uh, Batman Begins. Uh, Puppet Master vs. Demonic Toys. Oh, that was a... <laughs> that was a mess. Blade Trinity, Blade 2, Blade. He wrote... As we saw, Nick Fury, the agent of, of S.H.I.E.L.D. But wow. again, we're also going back to, like, he wrote Dark City, which I love as a movie. Uh-huh. You know, but that was 98. Was that uh, Jennifer Connelly? Uh, Dark City, yeah. I think she was in it, yeah. With all the guys, the skinny guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the black hats. He wrote The Crow City of Angels, which really wasn't a, yeah. one of my favorite movies. But anyway, <laughs> I we were going back in his, in his career, but he's had some hits. He had some misses. Yeah. I'd say, you know, they're all great, but they're all bad. So, you know, it's it's hard to say. But like yeah. I said, a Grant, again, it's it's he can only write it. I mean, for the rest of it to happen, it takes the rest of the team of people, directors and producers and actors and who yeah. else, you know, who else is in the, in the, to make these movies that to make it the way, same vision that he's wanted. And maybe not everybody's got the same vision. Now, I imagine uh, Schneider's going to be involved in, in some of the writing of it because I'm sure he wants to incorporate what he wants and say, write this, and he'll write he'll write the script based on their both their collaborations on it. I, mean, I would like to see that because I kind of hope that they... I would really would like to see them just sw- eat some crow and go, you know what, Marvel's doing it the right way. Let's just copy that format. As long as we copy that format and have great stories 
and make it fun. Because another thing, too, the DC movies have not really been kind of like that loss of wonder. Mm-hmm. You kind of, like I said, you miss a Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. It's true. All the Batman movies were kind of like, kind of downers. And maybe it's partly at night. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we call it Green Lantern wasn't really a great uplifting yeah, was, movie. It was kind of yeah. Again, I don't. But I don't blame. I don't blame. I know you don't like what's his face, Ryan Reynolds. You can only blame him so much for a bad director, bad story. Right. You know. So I think that maybe if they if they start interjecting some more fun into the movies, where you, you kind of do get that sense of wonder. You know, like like and also a good score because like when you see the Donner Superman, like, da, 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 yeah, you get chills because it's so powerful and so uplifting. Where I don't even know what Man of Steel's theme was. Right, like did he even have like that moment where it was like, here I come. You know, right. same with Batman. Right. You know, you need that that sense of wonder. Right. So maybe they will be able to bring it into this movie. And, I don't know. And you know, and I know it was a different uh, tune. But even the old Superman serials had had its own theme that kind of gave you chills, on, boop, uh, goosebumps on your yeah. arm. And every superhero has like their thing. And Man of Steel, they took a lot of those things away. I felt even in the Lone Ranger, he did say it, "Hi ho, Silver." And then Tonto said, "Never say that again." Yeah, because yeah, you, you were waiting the whole movie. You gotta throw it in there. And it was, you gotta it was throw joke. it in there. And I felt that way with Man of Steel. It's like there were things you gotta throw in a Superman movie that they just didn't throw in there. Because I, I mean, as as it's a shame that um, Lone Ranger didn't do well in the box office. I thought it was a good movie. It was a fun movie. Yeah, you go to movies have fun. I don't want to walk out of a movie theater more depressed than I was walking in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that seems to be kind of like DC likes to have that gritty, downtrodden viewpoint of the world where, like, only heroes rise up through the darkness. You know, like, well, how about having fun being Superman? Mm-hmm. Like, you got shit you can do. Why not fuck with people? Like, right. you didn't. <laughs> you saw the one scene where he, he screwed the guy's truck up. Why? Because he was talking bad to a chick right like, come on dude you, you know freeze his, freeze his underwear or something like you know do something yeah have fun with it you're you have all this power you never once decided to kind of be like hee be on the football team you know right that's why I, I mean but we'll see i mean it's all speculation at this point i'm hoping for the best i hope for the best too i mean i just think that based on their track record of the last two movies it's Hopefully it's just going to go up because you just can't. <laughs> oh, you because you're talking about the um, Dark Knight Rises Man yes, of Steel combo. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that Dark Knight Rises still sits bad in my straw. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's just you know, I mean, there's nowhere else to go up. I mean, they could still be on the ground level and and make a bad movie, but you're kind of hoping that with the incorporation of Batman in this, that you're going to get something that's going to be either wow or holy crap, they just they just screwed it just, up. Put two bullets in their head and call it a day. You know, it's just like walk away. I, I, I mean, doing this movie does finally kind of throw themselves into the fight with Marvel movies by teaming up two of their iconic characters together finally in a live action movie. Right. But they have to deliver. I mean, you know, I think Josh did a, a beautiful job of doing the Avengers by blending all those people together. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have to worry about origin stories. Right. It was just they already have their stories. Here I am bringing them together to punch aliens in the face. Yeah. You know, after they get tongue punched each other. Right. Who knows? I mean, at least it kind of throws their hat in the ring going, okay, Marvel, you do it. Well, let's see if we can do it. You know, but they have to admit that Marvel's doing it better. And I think once you once you realize that there's a problem, once you acknowledge there's a problem, then you can start fixing it. Yeah. And I don't think DC is, is still trying to hide the problems. Oh, but, yeah. You yeah. know, 
But that's, I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's really tough to say what they're going to do because, you know, there's so many other other characters that DC has that they can pull out and, and make great movies out of them. Yeah. But they're afraid. They're so afraid to do it. Like Wonder Woman. I mean, there's so many times, how many times you heard, Wonder Woman movie's coming and then it just fizzles out yeah. because they, something happens. Because and someone's and, bitching about costume right. or how she's going to be portrayed as sexism or can you find a leading female to be strong and beautiful right you know and, and, you know, and if, it's, if it's written well who cares what her costume looks exactly. like exactly but I, that's I, the thing it has to be written very well you know and I don't think Warner Brothers can or knows what a good script is even if they slap them in the face with it right you know and, that, and that's what makes it tough because I mean look what they've green light <laughs> like yeah. green lantern dark night Catwoman. oh my god I yeah, Catwoman. Even, yeah, uh, well, see, no one ever talks about Catwoman. That's a hot mess and a half. Oh. So I mean, you know, they, a kid could have written some, a better somebody Catwoman want, movie. Somebody want, do it. That's awesome. Let's go for it. Yeah, when a movie like Catwoman gets made, you just it, there's a part of me that goes, I hope someone got fired. Yeah, like I, I, you know, I you hope don't want to see anybody bad happen to Zoe. But after that one, yes, someone like, needs to get canned. Canned, right? Yeah, I kicked do. around the studio for like three days. Yeah, or to be like the the joke of the office. Yeah. Hey, you're the guy who did Catwoman. <laughs> you greenlit Catwoman. <laughs> How's that working out for you? I'm working on TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on infomercials. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh. I'm surprised they let you in a studio. <laughs> I've seen better movies on like Cinemax late at night. Sharknado yeah. was better than Catwoman. <laughs> oh, and did you hear they did announce they are yep. working on Sharknado 2? Uh huh. Can't wait. Take the bite of the Big Apple. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I guess. Uh, I mean, the only other thing I have is I did see a movie this weekend, Red 2. Okay, how was so, it? Sean's movie review is, I'd say, go see it. It was a fun movie. I think it was funnier than the first one. Really? Yeah. The characters were still the same. They just amped them up a little bit humor-wise. It was weird, though. I forgot that it's based on a DC comic, so I'm sitting there in the theater, and I see the DC logo pop up. I'm going, oh, yeah. So there is a good movie. There is a lot of successful <laughs> franchise they're making out of it. You know, so it was, it was a fun movie. Well, yeah. you notice it's not Batman. Right. Superman, it's not right. Yeah. You know, so, there you go. Yeah, so I mean, if you're a fan of Red, go they, see Red 2. Of course, they, there was a couple other movies, DC movies that they made that didn't do so well, so. Jonah Hex. Uh, I, I didn't see that one. I kind of. She didn't miss much. <laughs> That's the one I kept falling asleep on yeah. when we were watching it, right? Yeah. You telling me uh, What's Your Face couldn't even save that movie? No. Ironically enough, though, it's kind of like Michael Fassbender's like, premiere movie. That's the first big screen role he had. Yeah. You know, ironically enough, now that he's, you know, young Magneto. I mean, of course, they also talked about Days of Future Past, too, while they were there. Yes. Over the Comic Con weekend. But again, it seemed like Marvel didn't really kind of give you any, like you said. No, nothing new. Nothing new. It was just like, you guys already know it. Here's a little update. confirming it, and that's yeah. it. You know, what we can confirm. So, but, you know, I'm looking forward to Days of Future Past, so I'm really excited about well, that. Well, now, we'll, let's tease next week's episode, because we will be seeing Wolverine this weekend. Yes. So, any thoughts? Like, any kind of predictions? I have not looked at anything for Wolverine, because... I did that with <laughs> Man of Steel, and I was disappointed. <laughs> so I'm not doing that with Wolverine. Now they're saying, everybody's saying, well, the critics, of course, I don't really trust them either, but they're saying that this is truly the X-Men Wolverine story that you really want to see. see I, I, I don't know. Like, I didn't find anything wrong with Origins. I didn't... I liked it. So I liked I, Origins. I, you know, I mean, it wasn't accurate, but... 
What do I care? Again, yeah. Again, at this point, I, I go into a superhero movie. I leave. I leave my expect like as far as comic book versus movie. I've checked. I've checked that back at the door. I think since um, Spider Man Three. You know, yeah. Like after after Spider Man Three, and I walked out going Venom. Woo! Shit. Like <laughs> I was just like, you know what? I've got to separate myself. It's like. Like you have a favorite book, when that movie become that book becomes a movie, yeah. people always say it's never as good as the book. I've I've started to distance myself from the idea of like I love Dexter the TV show. Yeah. I know the Dexter books are different than the TV show, so it's just a, like Dexter of an alternate universe. Okay, that's how I'm kind of like approaching superhero movies. Yeah, like this new Wolverine movie, how is it going to tie in? Like, is it going to tie in with Days of Future Past? Right. You know, or it does just, it... just like the X Men movies themselves. I mean, they they were inaccurate as well, but it was fun to see them on the big screen and how they interacted with each other and how the characters developed. So it was a good movie to me, you know. But it wasn't right. You plan on seeing uh, Wolverine this weekend? I'm hoping to. Okay, what are your expectations? Not very high. We've already seen somebody take away mutant powers. I know he he wants his powers taken away. Right. He wants to be mortal, but we've already kind of seen it in X Men Three. Do, do we need to have that to be a major part of the storyline again? Well, that's um, always the major debate. But in, for in for stories. mindless entertainment, it will be it will be a fun two hour ride. But as far as comparing it to other Wolverine or superhero movies, I'm not expecting much. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just going for the mindless entertainment. Right. How about you? I've, since I've since I've enjoyed. The Wolverine movies, like, and him as Wolverine, I'm going with going run of the mill Wolverine movie. I'm not like I'll be entertained. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna walk out going, oh my god, that was great. And I'm also hopefully not gonna be walking out going, that sucked. I mean, I'll bitch about it if it's just a shitty story. Right. I mean, yeah, the mutant superhero power is kind of going away. It's like eh, well, yeah, we've already seen it. You know, but again, it's kind of like always been his crux. I think. He always wanted his powers gone. And then, of course, when they're gone, then he's going to obviously need them. It's like, come on. Yeah, we already, like, when I look at some some movies nowadays, you kind of already know what to expect when you go in. It's just how well they give you that story to me. Like, you know he's going to get the powers taken away. You know he'll screw up, then he wants the powers back, and then he gets the powers back, and then he saves the day. You know that's going to happen. But if they can do it in an entertaining way where I can go, that was a pretty goddamn good movie. I'm happy, even though I already kind of know point A to point B. Mm-hmm. And I'll be happy with if it just provides mindless entertainment. Yeah. You know, if that has a great <clears throat> storyline, then I'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, tune in next week's kids, for uh, our review on Wolverine. Yeah. I don't know if we'll do a special spoiler episode. It depends. I think it depends really, how good it is. Yeah, I think it depends <laughs> on if, like, I think Man of Steel worked perfectly because you hated it. I loved it. Yeah. So, we were able to do that you know, point counterpoint geek yeah. stuff. But if we ball walk out going, Wolverine was an awesome movie, it'd be kind of like a all right, we go go see the movie. You know? Yeah. No need for a special edition point and a half. Right. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Cast your votes now, kids. Is it gonna be good? Is it gonna be bad? Or is it gonna be run of the mill? Oh, I think it's time to wrap it up, don't you? Yes, I do, Ed. Now, if you haven't noticed, we've missed Catfish Corner this week. Yes. And uh, so we're going to do a special Catfish Corner next week. It will probably be a two-for episode. Yes. Hopefully. Well, it depends on how the second second episode is. But we are going to bring Catfish Corner back next week. We just thought that the Comic-Con talk was too important, and we just wanted to make sure we got that out. Make sure you're up to the date on all rumors and geekdom and bullshit. Well, thanks, Dave, for coming back and guest hosting again with us. It's always fun to be here. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Dave.
So if you want to contact Sean or anything we talked about or just want to talk to him, you can contact Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can contact Ed at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and like us. And remember, kids, if you have this burning urge to watch Batman punch Superman right in his freaking face, you might be a geekster. <laughs>